genre. to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 3, one Papa was a Rolling Stone minute at a time. I'm Zach. <laughs> oh Lee. my. Wow. I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> and I'm Thomas Howitt. Welcome back, Thomas. Uh, Thank you for having me back again. Uh, let's rock and roll. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh boy. We, whoa, that's good. <laughs> that's better. All right, wait, can we re- re-record this? I'm going to go back. <laughs> And say one rock and roll minute at a time. Um, yeah, of course we're in uh, minute twenty-eight today, which begins with Peter smiling and walking down the hospital hallway still, and ends with grains of sand forming into some kind of ma- mound, gathering into some kind of mass together. I don't know what I don't know what it could be, but I'm sure we'll yeah. find out. I don't know. Not uh, sure. Could be yeah. anything. Could uh, be. So the uh, <laughs> this starts with um, uh, the the nurse saying, uh, "Those are some great friends you got there," and he corrects <laughs> her with, "Best friends, my best friends." Which best friends is that actually a, a proper response to what she said? Because like, uh, you got some really good friends, my best friends. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm comparing them to the quality of other people. Well, I, not... where it's like, yeah, should I have called them? You, you have should I have said you have some really good best friends? Yes. <laughs> okay, I feel like that would have been weird, but all right. Yeah, all right. Maybe yeah, well. he wanted her to say you've got the best friends. <laughs> I I, I oh. hope that the next time I hope the next time that they come, she uh, says, "Hey, Harry, your best friends are here." Because <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be awkward at all. Oh man! Oh, look who I found! Your best friends! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> best friends on deck! Oh, that's nice. Oh, do anything for them. <laughs> I give. Oh, I'd give my life for them. I subtle, very subtle, uh, guys. It's like she. It's like she just hit the morphine drip too. Like yeah. she's yeah. like really getting all loopy. Yeah, she's just like go to sleep. <laughs> Maniac! <laughs> what are you doing? Sleep. The miracle you're alive. <laughs> she so she sprays him with the thing. Turns right. out, <laughs> turns out she's Lady Goblin, and it's a, it's like he's gonna have a whole side plot with her. <laughs> Ooh, has there ever been a Lady Goblin? I'm sure at some point somewhere. If not, uh-huh. that should be a thing. I don't know that why should it definitely be. be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, anyway, uh yeah, no, it's it's uh the the I'd give my life for them is um really subtle foreshadowing that yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I, I I just really want to I want to bring attention to it cuz I don't know that any of you have noticed uh this line cuz it is so subtle. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like yeah, it's, well, you might not even notice it. Uh yeah. so <laughs> like they just skip right past it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just so elegantly put in there, you know. It's totally organic <laughs> to what's happening. Um you barely see the sledgehammer at all. <laughs> I, I I wish I wish any time there was like clunky dialogue, I wish the actors would just pretend they were on morphine when they said it. So that, 
<laughs> no matter what it was, like it Just would sound pretty natural sake. at that yeah. point. <laughs> I hate sand. Coarse and irritant gets everywhere. <laughs> it gets everywhere. Oh, and uh, it just passes out. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the, you gotta save Martha. It's Martha. Wait, why, Martha's why the word. Did you why did you say? Why did you say that name? <laughs> why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? I don't. Just my best friend. My best mom. This is my best mom. <laughs> Why did you say that name? (laughs) Oh man, that's 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 good stuff. Um, You know what else is good stuff? Uh, what we trans, what we uh, transition to after this. Oh boy, do we want to go there already? Yeah, we're not even four minutes in. Those narrative breaks. Hold, just it, hold the brakes. Hold the brakes. We're gonna <laughs> see some cool stuff soon. What else, what else we got to talk about? Well, uh, 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 interesting choice to have uh, uh, Toby almost walk out of frame, but not quite uh, before cutting. <laughs> uh, really interesting choice. Um, the music, music. Is there music? <laughs> yeah. Uh, does 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 this nurse get paid uh, any anything extra for being featured in two scenes, technically, or um, no? No, I think because she doesn't say more than five separate lines. I think. Oh. Actually, I'm not. I don't know. I don't actually know that. I haven't. <laughs> I've only had speaking roles on television at this point. They haven't trusted me with those in the movies yet, so I don't know how the payment shakes out differently there. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. that's fair. But um, more stuff in her reel, you know, like this is true. Uh, um, like when you want like footage, oftentimes you'll see people like put together stuff that they've done. And it's like, OK, here's like I did this really cool like action scene in like my friend's student film or whatever. And it's like, cool, but uh, that doesn't really help you in terms of like for a, a, a like a demo reel for an actor. The casting directors just really want to see your face saying words on a screen so the i the idea like the less cinematic it is the better just as long as it's in a good project you know so the Mm -hmm. ideal is to see you in like a shot like maybe a dirty single with like somebody else's shoulder which just your face saying some dialogue and Mm -hmm. like ah that's the good stuff so like this little bit where she like tells him his friends are great and it's like just her and the environment and then james franco across from her like that's gold just like uh Rahelio earlier in the week. Yeah, they both really made out in this week. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is maybe this is how Sam gets, you know, uh, these, these interesting actors in for these tiny roles. He's like, you know, you'll get a decent paycheck, but also we'll make sure it's real good stuff for your reel. You know, you'll get a mm-hmm. little featured moment. Featured beat. <laughs> I'm gonna pay you an exposure. I'm gonna pay, <laughs> <laughs> pay you money, but also there'll be exposure. That's what you yeah. want. That's the idea. Yeah. You know, like um, Spencer. In the first so uh, okay, so in 2004, mm-hmm. um, I saw uh, three films that I would say uh, changed my life forever. One is oh. uh, pretty obvious, um, <laughs> yes, yeah. Spider-Man Two. Uh-huh. Uh, another one is uh, could also be pretty obvious if you listen to my other podcast, uh, Shaun of the <laughs> Dead. <laughs> um, and uh, the the third one was a film called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh hell oh. yeah! And, Such a uh, great movie. And and in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which at this point in 2007, uh, I was fully on board calling it uh, my favorite movie. 
Sure. Um, like that was, that, that was the thing that I was, I was saying was my favorite movie because, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't quite gotten into the place where like I understood what a favorite movie was. Um, it was more <laughs> of like, what movie do I like that makes me sound the coolest? Ah, and it was, yes. it, mm. it was eternal sunshine. Right. And then later I would, I would come to realize that back to the future is actually my favorite movie. Um, nice. despite, uh, it, uh, not making me look like a hipster the way that eternal sunshine <laughs> did. Um, <laughs> But, uh, uh, you know, so so I, uh, you know, I was I was fully on board with the Eternal Sunshine thing. And like, th- this is my favorite movie. And, you know, I, I watched it many, many, many times. And there's a line in Eternal Sunshine um, that really uh, stuck with me. And uh, the line was uh, there's a there's a moment where uh, Joel, the lead character played by Jim Carrey, is uh, on a beach and he's playing in the sand and he says, sand is overrated. It's just a bunch of tiny little rocks. Oh, man. And uh, and I remember when I saw this, I was like, what's with all these rocks? And then as we zoom out and we see that it's sand, I was like, Joel was right. That movie's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it really is just a bunch of little rocks. So, Scott, what <laughs> you're is. saying is that uh, Spider-Man 3 makes Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind even better. Yeah, like no, yeah, I'm saying okay. it's just as good as Eternal Sunshine. Oh, so you're saying they're they're really companion pieces? <laughs> yeah, right. They're com- you really have to watch one to understand the other. That's what gotcha, I'm saying. Yeah, uh, really, really understand and fully appreciate the other. You have to see. You have to. <laughs> Both. I mean, of them. that was 2004 in a nutshell, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, really interesting. I, you know, I don't know that I'd really put this together before, but. Um, Really interesting that Hot Fuzz came out, or, or Hot Fuzz came out this year, like in two thousand seven. Oh, so like, look at that! It was it was like both both the podcasts that I've been doing concurrently. We I covered Spider Man two, like Shaun of the Dead, Spider Man two, then Hot uh-huh. Fuzz, and now Spider Man three, and they're both a two thousand four film and a two thousand seven film. Very strange. Um, anyway, because <laughs> you a good grasp of that like uh, place and time and the uh, the yeah. nerd zeitgeist at least. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, um, so it is a lot of rocks. Rocks. Uh, I I'll say this: um, the CGI in this in this sequence is uh, uh, inc- an incredible tour de force of art. Like this is everything that you you want CGI to be capable of. This is the kind of thing we were never able to do prior to CGI. Um, that being said, this close up of the rocks that turn into sand is uh, garbage. It is, <laughs> it is awful. I mean, this is so bad. Uh, They're so jagged. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, great. Once we, once we zoom out, it's great. Um, yes. it's just this close up shot of the tiny little grains of sand that just look like little boulders or, and then turn into like what looks like gravel. They're they're so jagged. They look is. like kidney stones. Yeah, it's like right. the their their texture mapping is like actual like images of rocks or whatever you know like uh, th- whatever they've projected over these CGI rocks. But the shape of the rocks, like the actual polygon, yeah. like connecting bits, is so like a PlayStation game or something. You know, right? Like, right? A, yeah, it feels like a a meteor like. Yeah. Like out in space, like you're looking at meteors being yeah. made in a space video yeah. game. And, and there's so many different colors that it, it makes it look like a rock garden or something. Like somebody's <laughs> rock garden. Um, like yeah. those those little or, or like the, the things that um, people uh, do in Florida where they're like, well, we don't want to we don't want to put like we don't put mulch 
in our bushes and things. Instead, we put rocks. We put gravel. Mm -hmm. We just Mm -hmm. dump gravel in the bushes, and that's the ground, and deal with it. Um, And that's what this looks like. It seems like slightly wet. Like yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not just... a good it's not a good look. And like I here's the thing. Here here's the thing about that Joel line. Um technically it's correct. They are it is a bunch of tiny rocks, but more accurately it's like a bunch of pieces of silicone which is more like right. glass. Mm-hmm. Um yes. which which is a different it, it's smooth texture, not a rocky texture. So Yeah. What's happening here? I mean, rocks and like pieces of seashells broken up and all yeah. sorts of nonsense and sand. And there's uh, not to be too like weird about it, but there are different grades of sand. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For different projects. Like mm-hmm. I know when I was doing construction, there was certain sand that you wanted that packed better than other sands. Right. right. So maybe well, this is science sand, like something that <laughs> that's not like the normal everyday sand you'd come across in a beach or yeah. a public setting. Like, I feel a grade like if, science sand. If it was yeah, a grade sand. A grade science sand though, I would assume it would be more uniform. Like mm-hmm. like right. A grade science sand is all the same type of rock and it's all fairly uniform in size and has been sifted through certain grades and we're doing yeah. particle physics, right? So like we want it all to be consistent, but instead we have multicolored rock garden. Yeah. Maybe or, this is just what happens to sand when it is sand made of a biological being oh yeah, yeah. maybe this is his body being part of it now right yeah, yeah. like and all the different colors are like like that's uh, a lung that's this a, is part of his like the iris <laughs> in his eyes like bluer, yeah so this one's that's, got more that's that part guy. of his t-shirt over there which as, actually, which as you know is a part of his living being which was also yes. turned to sand you know you mentioned uh, kidney stones these are literally kidney <laughs> Yeah, those are kidney (laughs) stones. Um, Yeah. The jagged edges are actually where the pieces fit together. Oh, Oh, it's like a jigsaw. It's like a three-dimensional jigsaw puzzle. Okay. That's really gross. Uh, Wow, that would be the most most agonizing jigsaw puzzle, I guess. uh, But then uh, then again, how how do you think he feels? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Jigsaw, I wish you could come up with this puzzle. Um, Oh, boy. I yeah. do like the varying speeds of different sections of sand as it zooms out, mm-hmm. um, where it feels like just it's not just a wave of motion, like the whole thing coming together, but this specific section of sand is moving to get somewhere faster than the other sections. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, once we're like six seconds into this, it's phenomenal. Uh, the Once it becomes... Lots of grains of sand. Uh, I'm just right. like, yeah. oh, sh- oh, okay, damn, uh, damn. Yeah, once it, once it starts animation. to become like a mound of sand, then we're like, mm-hmm. okay, now we're now we're in business. Here we go. Yeah, because it becomes more about like I'm focusing more on what the animators did with movement and motion and timing, and, and less and, about and like reveal, like revealing yeah. things. I, it's yeah. just yeah, no, it's magical. It really is magical. Like yeah. the the mastery of anatomy you would have to have to create something like this okay is, i don't even know Maybe yeah we'll, no it's stunning it really is we'll get into more of the like sculptural stuff tomorrow but like to just this to, to open the sequence with this like mysterious flow where you're like oh is is something not magnetic but it, are they falling from gravity or no there's like an active presence here something mm-hmm. and then it becomes just like uh like a stream or a or snaking sand. I don't. I don't even know what to. 
characterize this movement of. But it, honestly, what makes it the most impressive to me is it's fundamentally totally different from the way the Venom goo moved earlier. Right. You know? Like, they, they, they really didn't want the goo to just look, like, formless and shapeless and weird. So it has, like, this some sort of, not hard structure, but, like, a, a muscular elasticity to it instead of just being wet goop. And this has its own, like, active thing where it doesn't just feel like a particle thing run on a computer, even though it is, where they're right. just, like, simulating a bunch of stuff moving from one place to another randomly. It's mm-hmm. with purpose and mm-hmm. with... Um, yeah, I, I mentioned off-air that, that that sand cresting and, like, jumping off the, the rest of the sand really, really struck me the first time I saw it because you're right, it does give this purpose to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's timed with the music there. Like, that, that one you're talking about, like, 30, I don't know, 36 seconds in or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like almost like a like a dolphin breaking through a wave or something i don't even know i don't know it's just pretty it's just like i sit there during the sequence which is why i'm I'm almost um trepidatious about how uh the how to structure the next couple days because i get like when there's silly things going on in the movie it's really fun to like oh i can pull this apart but i watch the sequence and it makes me go quiet you know yeah yeah i I just go wow i think my favorite bits of this and we get we get one of them at the very end is like the the sort of like um the thing where it sort of like breaks where like the mound sort of breaks mm, yeah you know where like something mm-hmm. is like breaking out of it you know it that's the stuff that i really like because it's just such a it would be so easy to just have the sand move around and turn into a thing um, right. but like adding those extra beats of just like now he's going to like break out of it, which means like some sand has to fall away. Yeah. Um, right. Is, uh, it's just so interesting. Uh, which is one of the things that makes it feel like sand instead of like, I don't know, dust or, uh, yeah. uh you know, some other random material is that we all have that tactile memory of like playing with like a sand castle or something. And the form is kind of there and then you bump it wrong and like a whole, Baseball, yes you know yeah. yeah like how do you figure out how to do that i don't know in the animation I, I my, right. my real you, question you watch a lot of stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah true and you probably play with sand a lot which leads to my my next question is how many episode three jokes were made over the course of the making of this movie <laughs> oh with nerds doing the sand the whole time oh, yeah my goodness yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> So many, <laughs> so many nerds. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I just want to just for a second, like, I know we, we, there's, there's a lot of times where we're, um, we've talked about how like 2007 is such a weird time because it's like the year before Iron Man, but this movie feels older than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just want to put real quick into perspective 2007 for everyone. Okay. Uh, 2007 was the year the first Transformers movie came out. Uh, oh my and gosh! We're what? still we're still running that franchise. That's still happening. What? And it's the same franchise. It's been the same, the same continuous franchise uh, since 2007. That's how that's how long ago that was, and how long that series has been running, which oh is God. so bizarre. Um, 
Also makes me sad that Transformers has had more sequels than this series of Spider-Man movies did. Oh, uh, yikes, yeah. Which is... Yeah, there was actually a moment when I strongly considered minute-by-minuting minute by minute uh, Transformers. <sighs> oh, buddy. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. That's I, a tall order. I, I grew up loving the Transformers, and it would have tied into that well, but the later movies were just... Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but then Bumble- it gets to Bumblebee, and yeah, I'm like, Bumblebee's maybe a I great, could. Bumblebee's yeah. a great light at the end of that tunnel, but it's a long tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long tunnel, and it is darkest before the dawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fallen night. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. man, um, I think I tapped out a number two on those ones. Oh. Yep, yep. Robot Heaven is where I called it. I was like, okay. I just kind of <laughs> slapped my uh, legs and rose from my chair and said, "Well, never doing that again." Yeah, golly, uh, Robot Heaven. Uh, Robot Heaven. Robot Heaven. Yep. Yeah, the one that always strikes me with trying to contextualize 2007 is that that's the year 300 came out. Whoa, like, with uh, Zack Snyder coming on the scene as yeah, a all the abs yeah with all the abs and the all the all the augmented abs too oh yeah um, i mean they, not they natural really, abs uh yeah. very augmented abs yeah they still is, they still lifted in between takes bro though so like they really you know committed well, to it and the, that's that's because uh he uh Zack Snyder does that. He makes yeah. everybody do push-ups and stuff. Yeah. He will challenge you <laughs> to push-up contests if you, like, you know, disagree. Yeah. Oh, man. We're going to get bad comments. About this. <laughs> I mean, I, he did that. I, he was... I think Zack Snyder is a, a brilliant uh, visual stylist, and I'm yeah. fascinated by um, the type of work he does, even if I'm not a fan uh, of It's a it. very interesting <laughs> choice to not call him a director, but I... I well, you know... Uh... <laughs> Oh, anyway, why did you say that name? Um, Anyway, uh, this is Sparta. (laughs) Oh, man, that's when the Simpsons movie came out, too. Sure is. What a weird uh, period of time. Robert Zemeckis' Beowulf, which is... Oh, my God, that's uh, a wild movie. Yeah, it is. Um, It is. I I don't think that movie totally succeeds. I mean, like... It does not. Zemeckis was definitely like trying to do more than was possible at the time. Yes. But um, I do think of like a couple lines from that movie, like maybe once a month, like the bit where uh, Ray <laughs> Winstone is like crushing Grendel's arm in the door and he just like yells out that he's like Ripper, Terror, Slasher, Teeth in the Darkness, all that. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you really like that sword and sorcery stuff. Oh, yeah, that's my that's my favorite. I don't know know who else would like that kind of stuff. (laughs) That's crazy. Well, uh, well, Thomas, uh, you've got a podcast, don't you? What what are you you doing over there? What does that say? I do have a podcast, and speaking of sword and sorcery, it has a lot to do with that. What a slick transition, folks. That was wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, after my uh, Movies by Minutes, I, I took a break from that. And now I've, I've started an actual play D&D podcast <gasps> where yes. we sit down and, and friends of mine from across the country get together and we play and record it. And then we uh, put music to it and sound effects and hope that you guys really, really love it because we enjoy playing it a lot. That sounds like a <laughs> and great time. It's called Crit Stormcast. Uh, it's found everywhere that you can find podcasts, pretty much, I think. 
Mm-hmm. We've tried to saturate the market as much as possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've we've had a really good time with it. And then uh, after I think episode six, our DM wanted to do a little extra, and oh. so we had our episodes coming out every other week. And he wanted to put something else in the middle weeks that we weren't putting out the actual episodes. So he started doing a like talk to the DM kind of thing where he answers rules questions or he talks about um, different different facets of the game. Like he'll talk about different monster types or like uh, in March we talked or in uh, I'm sorry, in May we talked about or we have women on for women in gaming month. Um, stuff like that. Something where we're not part of, we're not playing the game, but we're still talking about D and D and important stuff that goes along with it. That's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been pretty fun. And how how deep into the are is if, if people want to catch up right now, like how many episodes are, are like? Uh, well, I guess I would have to project in the future. I'm right, making, that, making that you do a little harder. But um, yeah. as of recording in in May, we have uh, eleven episodes out. Awesome. And another ep- or 11 actual play episodes and I think five of the um, we call them Eye of the Storm. So we're Storm <laughs> and Eye of the Storm uh, where he gets to break down stuff. So some, somewhere around 15, 16 episodes right now. I love it. Nice. Really oh, cool stuff. I got to reconnect with a friend of mine from high school who was doing a podcast of his own and uh, we kind of st- started working together and, and getting everything together with another friend of his from, from back home. And then I reached out online to see if there were any females that wanted to play with us. Cause Lord knows there's enough men playing games. Um, podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And podcasting. So, uh, one of my, one of my friends from another area of my life when I used to be big into Mustangs, she, uh, she's like, yeah, me and my husband would both like to play. I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> I love nice. It. Yep. So That's were you awesome. big into like tabletop gaming like a while ago, or are you new to it? Like, what was when your I was a kid? I loved playing it. Um, I didn't play it for a long, long time, but it's one of those things that I was always like, I really want to play. I really, really want to play again. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get into it again. And the opportunity came up, and I was like, let's do this. I had started listening to a couple other actual play podcasts because I was just I had that urge to play. Yeah. And it all just kind of formed from there. So fabulous, and 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 just like all of my social interactions, you couldn't possibly do this without turning it into a podcast. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I had to make a podcast because yeah. I it's saw fun. I saw a chance for me to like flex my production muscles and yeah. and get into like learning more about audio editing and things like that. So it's yeah, it's all about content, folks. That's what that's the meaning of life: content, gig economy. Yeah. We're having fun. Uh. Oh, that does sound like a ton of fun. I will definitely check that out. Yeah, for Once sure. Once again, where can people find f- it? The name? Um, they can find it at Crit Stormcast on any other podcatcher, any uh, podcatcher uh, that they want. Awesome. On Facebook and Twitter, we're at Crit Stormcast, hmm. um, and Instagram as well. So we have a uh, Juju is doing great things on Instagram, and you mentioned T Public the other day. She actually just got featured for some of the artwork that she made for the show on oh. T public T public nice. like featured the artwork. So that's, that's awesome. Great, great. Yeah. She made yeah. up this thing. It was, it's called a uh, good adventures always go left. And it had like a monkey paw from the show, like pointing to the left and oh, it cool. got featured. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the ideal, didn't we figure this out with Dan la- like last week or so that like 
the ideal scenario would be like go through our <laughs> TeePublic link, but then buy your merchandise, and then we yeah. both, then we're then both, we both doing get, all right. We both yeah, get exactly. all the money. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, everybody gets the money. Then yeah, that yeah. would be perfect. All right, perfect. So go check that out, everybody. Uh, and uh, we've also got uh, you know we've got we've got uh, uh, never mind. I'm not going to do that plug. I'm just going to cut this. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, go check that out. Go check out Thomas' show, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with minute twenty nine. Yes, twenty nine. Yeah. All 29. right. More sand. Woo. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.